Welcome to Sage Marketing. Um, today we're going to do a little bit more uh, University Press book marketing chat. I'm incredibly fortunate to be joined by Romy Gutierrez, who is the Associate Director and Director of Sales and Marketing at the University Press of Florida. Um, we're going to dive into a few things that have been on our minds, um, shoot some trigger words to each other and just kind of see where things take us. So uh, sit back and enjoy and uh, here's Sage Marketing. Well, welcome Romy. Thank you very much for joining us. Hi, thanks for having me on. So uh, this is uh, another of these little um, AUP uh, marketing uh, sessions that we've been doing and so Romy and I thought we'd chit chat a little bit and throw some trigger words at each other and just kind of see where things take us. So are you ready, Romy? I'm ready. Okay. So uh, if I say the words local marketing to you, where does that lead you? Um, well, it makes me think about uh, a recent uh, campaign that we did with our uh, holiday sale. Um, we do a holiday sale every year. A lot of our books are regional. They're about Florida art, culture, history, um, guidebooks to the state. And so we have a, a lot of success marketing them locally and not just locally, um, you know, in our, our small college town, but, uh, but across the state. However, we do have a lot of success here in Gainesville and it's a, it's a small college town, but you know, there's a, a lot of, um, love for the state, a lot of love for, um, the pursuit of scholarly knowledge. And so we, uh, we send our holiday catalog to faculty and staff at the university. They um, post a sale on their uh, marquee, their digital marquee that uh, folks see when they drive by the university. Um, and and we've been doing that for for various years. And we we thought to ourselves, you know, how can we uh, approach the local community um, more directly and get a little bit more involved. Uh, uh, with how we reach out to them. And so um, our, our assistant marketing manager, Rachel Dahl, had this great idea to um, uh, be part of the, the monthly art walk. Um, it was the beginning of December, so it was the perfect time for a holiday sale to, to promote that a little bit more, um, more directly. And uh, we went to our local brewery, which is part of um, the, the art walk event and we we set up a table and we had most of the books from our holiday sale out on display and of course um you have a couple beers and you're very happy to browse books <laughs> and it was a it was a great great turnout and uh we got so much great feedback from the local community and so um you know we're finding ways to to engage um more directly with with our local community and that's that's been great that was a really positive experience and uh for our next holiday sale we're gonna try to um do something with the local trivia um event uh that happens weekly and so we're gonna um donate books as part for like the the gift um the the prize winnings um and so that's gonna be we're gonna see how that works out but um we're we're looking for different ways and so we're always trying to be creative and innovative in how we reach out to the local community because um you know everybody's bombarded with advertising so you just have to um find ways to, yeah. to make make them see you sure so it seems like there's a little theme here though that i'm noticing which is uh beer is involved so because i'm sure the trivia night is at a bar right this is not <laughs> this is not <laughs> 
<laughs> yes, that is true. Is that that's the secret to local marketing? Is is to involve, uh, involve if, if only it was that. <laughs> um, no, we um we also um one of the the books that we've done recently is um a cookbook of, by a, a local chef, and he's very well known in town, and um. We also have a, a local, this is another one of your, your trigger words for me, is influencers. So we actually have um, a, a food and dining influencer in town. He's, he's rather popular. He's got an Instagram account. Um, he kind of travels the state. He's been, he's been growing in, in followers. Um, but we did a, a campaign with him. And, you know, we, we, um, we did a, a bunch of photos that he shared on his Instagram account and photos from the book, um, photos from the restaurant. And um, we donated some copies. He gave them to his followers in um, uh, an, an event that he did. And it was, it was pretty successful. So, um, you know, it's just finding ways to, to reach out to people. And there was no beer involved in that. <laughs> Do you think that, um, uh, so, you talked about a couple of things. You talked about the, the creativity aspect, but also like the trying to find the really local hook. So do you think when you're, when you are thinking about how to market locally, do you think that engenders just naturally more creativity? Because you're not, you know, this is not like book industry marketing, right? Like you're not, you know, this is not the pub trip to New York city or whatever. This is trying to find something a little bit different. So does that, force you down the the creativity route absolutely absolutely we have um you know our, our monthly marketing meeting and we just um especially when we have um these larger campaigns like the holiday sale or when we've got a book that's um really focused locally we our brainstorming sessions i mean we throw out crazy ideas, but you know, we, we reel it back a little bit and it's, you know, your mind can go off in, in a thousand different ways, but then you have to reel it back and say, well, what is, what is possible given our resources and, and what, what will be effective because we could do a, a million different things. Um, but uh, what's going to be the return, what's the return on, on investment, the return on your effort and so um all of those things have to be considered but yeah those are probably i would say the the funnest um right. brainstorming creative moments that we have so and one of the reasons i that i put this down as a trigger word for you is because I, I you know i do notice that you that uh you guys at florida do seem to do like you know you you, you put some emphasis on this so is it a an intentional you know strategic um, item for you to to think about local marketing or is it just sort of a not ad hoc but it's sort of is it organic it, it is organic and I think part of that is because of our, our list our our general interest uh, titles are um, very Florida focused we have a, a great list about our state and the culture and the art and the history of our state and so um, it, it leads organically to that um, so when I say that we do all these events here in town in our in our you know tiny little college town in the middle of the state, um, we we also reach out to um, all the you know we're in Miami we're at the Miami Book Fair and that while that is like this international book fair that people come from all over the world to attend it feels local to us because you know we've got two tents there and people we've been going for. I, 
I, since before my time, maybe 20 years at this point. And people come by the booth every year and they're like, oh, the Florida booth. I'm so happy to see you guys here. I brought my friend. I told her she had to come here. And they just, you know, it's, it's, it feels like, um, you know, we have to drive five hours to get there, but it feels local to us. So um, when I say local, I don't just mean, you know, Gainesville, Florida. I do mean the entire state of Florida. Yeah. All right. What have you got for me? Um, well, since we were talking about creativity and um, innovation, what do you think of marketing departments as content generators? Because that's one of the things that I think we have struggled with in terms of finding the time to generate content. This is a new uh, yeah, I'd say maybe in the past 10 years where, where marketing is, is really generating content. We're not just promoting books. We're not just creating ads. We are making content, whether it's, you know, blog posts or um, images for social media. We, we've sort of switched our, our skill set in a way. So um, what do you think of that? How, how is Cornell tackling that? Yeah, I, it's, it was really interesting when I when you uh, you know gave me a a look at the trigger words and I was like, huh, that's uh, that's a really good that's a good one because it is something that that has become a really um, a focal point for me and then and now for um, the Cornell team here because of sort of my beliefs on it. But um, I think it's really important. I think we are uh, essentially content marketing at this stage. We're not. You know, I, I'm trying very hard, I think, to move away from uh, the old school traditional, you know, let's buy a New York Review of Books ad and <laughs> let's, uh, you know, uh, try and get um, book page uh, reviews and things like that. Like, that's great. Um, but I think it's, you know, the modern marketing world, whether it's books or anything else, has become content driven. And, and I think you're right. That's uh, more and more the case, but it's certainly been growing for a while. So, you know, we're in the process of building a new website and, and the, um, our inspiration for this new website is not, uh, book websites. You know, when, I mean, obviously there's going to be the, the, you know, the catalog aspect of it where you can find every book we publish. Right. But when you visit this new website, it is going to look and feel much more like, a um a news website really quite frankly and it's gonna you know we're, we're going to try and be content driven uh to the nth degree so that has become something we've been really talking about here and we've hired some new people and shifted positions around so that we're now you know we're producing these podcasts we're i don't know if you saw the little video we did for the sale we're doing but we're pr going to produce videos and you know None of us are saying that any of it is like um, worthy of uh, nom award nominations or anything, but just to be more proactive in those fields so that we have um, content developed all the time. You know, we have a new social media person and, and one of her focuses is um, the blog. And so, you know, for the last however many years that we've had the blog here, there's been you know, maybe if we were lucky one post a week and we're you know that's immediately pushed up to two and it should be three or maybe even four blog posts a week um moving forward and you know things like that so i think it's really really 
to me, it's, it's where we're moving. Um, I normally, you know, in these conversations, there's normally like, oh, well, what's the future of marketing question? And to me, that's where we're going. Like, how, how do we offer more than simply here's a new book? And so, yeah, that's, that's kind of my, my big thoughts on it. What about you? Yeah, I, I mean, if people don't just want to be sold anymore, you're, you're being sold from, from every angle. And so how do you give folks something they, they can use? So we, we've, um, you know, our general interest titles, um, we've done a lot of cookbooks recently. And yeah. so um, one, one of the things that, that we do with our cookbooks is just post some of the recipes online um, and those get a lot of traction because, you know, people, people want like a good recipe. They're like, Oh, that looks really interesting. I, I maybe I'll try that. They, they bookmark it, they share it. Um, and so, so I think giving them something else, giving them a content um, and making them then think about the book. Um, and you know, the, the, the customer is a main influencer, right? So we were talking about influencers earlier. And so if you've got a customer that, you know, got this great content, buys the book, they're going to, they're going to tell other people about it. And so they're going to share that blog post. They're going to share that tweet, that video, um, that video that you guys made is, is really cool. We've, we've been dabbling with videos. Um, but, um, we actually don't have, um, anybody that's like, that really thinks that their chops are, are great at filming in the marketing department, but we have this this great person in our EDP department um, who who does film, and so um, we we sort of um, brought her into marketing for a little bit to do a, a video for us. Um, so we've been tapping resources in in other departments that might have those additional skill sets that you know we might be lacking in in, in the marketing department because we don't traditionally have to do film um so so that's that's been really interesting to just sort of um see what other people in other departments have that they can help us with with our marketing and that's that's, really that's i think they really enjoy it too yes yeah no that's really smart tapping into those other um other skill sets as we kind of as, as marketing moves into new directions that makes a lot of sense yeah hmm. Yeah, and with the with the content, um, you know, one of the other words that uh, we were going to talk about was was metadata. We talk so much about keywords in mm -hmm. metadata, and um, you know, how else can you populate the <laughs> World Wide Web with information about your book and your content and your brand? So you have to have this this additional content. You know, keywords are great, but you need that additional content. So um, it, it, it's, it's definitely something that marketing departments are being pushed more and more to do. I agree. Absolutely. So we mentioned, or you mentioned two of our other trigger words in there. So influences metadata, which way around do you want to handle those? <laughs> well, um, let's go back to influencers. Okay. So um, uh, we've talked about customers being the or I guess I was talking about customers being being the prime influencer um back in the day you know the the book review was was yeah. king that was the the main influencer um you talked about the book page review um now that book reviews have mm. have you know so little page space is given to book reviews anymore. Um, the Miami Herald just cut their 
book review section and we keep hearing about you know the next newspaper that's cutting mm -hmm. their their book review section so so what do you think is gonna gonna replace that that long form book review how do, how do as we publish more and more books how do we get that kind of attention again because a tweet is is not long form it's it's great we love tweets but that in-depth look at a book what's going to replace that um well i'll give you I'll, I'll give you my thought and i'll throw it straight back to you with a, like a tweaked version of that question but um i don't know that anything will replace it but i also don't know that that matters um yeah. i'm not sure that people turn to the long form review in the way that perhaps they did uh, or have done to date. And I, but I don't think that's necessarily a bad thing. I think there's many other ways for that same kind of attention uh, to happen now. And whether that's, you know, op-ed, uh, off, the, off the book page, feature stories, whatever it might be. Um, social media is in a way an option, I agree, it's not the like, you know, deep dive. Um, on the other, other hand, you've got like a whole world of podcasts that are now looking at subject matter. So, um, you know, that's a replacement in some ways. Um, the, the, the blogosphere still exists and still holds um, a little more depth than, you know, than, than uh, tweets and Facebook and, and Instagram. So to me, it's like, I don't know, I'm, you know, yes, there's a death or, a, or a, a dying of the book review space, although not really in our scholarly world so much, obviously, in terms of journals, um, but in terms of the, the major media or the popular media, I think, yeah, it's, it's beginning to, to die off. But I, I, yeah, I'm just not so sure that it's, it doesn't bother me so much, I guess. Um, what about you? I mean, how do you, do you think it's, I, mean, do you think I, I, I agree with you. Um, I think one of the challenges, though, is conveying that to authors who oh, yeah. uh, still, <laughs> still expect that. You know, they, right. they're like, well, where have you sent my book for review? And why isn't it being reviewed? And, mm -hmm. you know, I, I've, I was reviewed in that newspaper 10 years ago with my other book. Why isn't it happening for this book? And so, so just communicating that that with authors they they know that the book review space has has dwindled uh -huh. but um they're the connection to well that's why my book isn't being uh -huh. reviewed is isn't it, it takes a little while to to you know i think that's tell them really, that we are seeking alternatives to that i think that's a really really smart observation but I, that really all ties back into uh, I mean, pretty much any conversation we have, right, about marketing now, um, you know, we were just talking about content generate or content marketing. It, much of it is how do we help educate um, authors and partners and, and quite frankly, other people in our presses um, to see that, you know, the, the, the book world of 10 plus years ago is no longer right and how we uh, and it's not just the book world it's the world right obviously so how do we interact with them and what's important and what is going to be effective um beyond the sort of traditional things like 
like book reviews. I actually had a conversation recently with somebody um, where the my point was, look, it's way more important that we get this stuff in the metadata and disseminated globally, instantly, all the time, than it is to have something fixed and attached on the book cover. And right. that was a really tough conversation because that doesn't like you know the the uh, the physical piece is tangible, whereas the 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 metadata is you know ones and zeros flying around the you know. The <laughs> And so I think yeah. right, how we get past that, especially when we don't add, you, know, you can't just say, oh, well, we'll just send it somewhere else and see if it gets reviewed because where's the somewhere else? Right, right. Yeah, with the, with the ones and zeros, um, we, we are also challenged to explain and educate how that is, is so involved in marketing we are doing so much and so um you know one of the, the things that we've been doing now is is reaching out to our authors a little bit earlier in the process to tell them you know you you may not hear from us uh with the with the typical uh questions about events and um you know book reviews and where we're going to send the review copies to but we are working on the book it's just kind of happening behind the scenes and so um i think i think to some extent marketing lost some of its its glamour <laughs> that sort of um mad men type of aspect to, to marketing and so now we're these um you know uh button crunchers and 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 number crunchers in the background figuring out what keywords are gonna you know um rank this book a little higher in the search and so uh con conveying that i think has is is something that's really important in how we talk to our authors and other folks at our presses absolutely well. i mean it's just not visible like you say you know you 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 can point to this big splashy ad um, you know, because it's visible, right? And so an author's like, look, my book's been advertised. And yet that, that ad won't pay back the, the, uh, the expense in, in any sense. At least that's my experience. Whereas you can't point to, look, we just, we just read, like you say, we just redid the metadata to take advantage of whatever and resent that through Onyx so that it's now, you know, populating... Amazon and Barnes and Noble and every other, you know, Google books, whatever, that's really hard to point to as a, as a sort of tangible thing that marketing did. And I think, yeah, I think you're absolutely right. Like getting people to see the value of that, but it's going to, it's, it's going to happen more and more. You know, you, one of your other keywords for me was metrics, right? So if you tied metrics yeah. and data together, I mean, those are, that's really where marketing's going. Content marketing. And then um, to me, the, the sort of, uh, metadata management, uh, metrics and analysis, big data, all those kind of things. That's like the marketing department in five years time is going to look really different, really different to what it did five years ago. Um, yeah. So, uh, yeah. I think we got, we got yeah. way, uh, way off topic there. <laughs> That's good. No, no, it's, it's, it's not off topic. I mean, the, the metrics are absolutely tied to, to the metadata and they're tied to, um, you know, the different kinds of marketing that we do now, but, but finding ways to, to show those metrics, to, to figure out what your, what your key performance indicators are and how to convey those 
um, that that is still a, a challenge for you know uh, traversing this this brand brave new world of marketing that we're in now. Um, so you know we um, we really love email here at, at Florida. We have some some great email campaigns. Um, our assistant marketing manager does has a great program for tracking our emails, for scheduling them, for making sure that our, our lists are, are targeting the right folks and that we don't bombard them too much. Um, so over the course of the past, I would say like four years, um, our, our, you know, sales just from our, our emails on our website have grown 200%. Wow. And, and that's, that's an easy metric to, to show. We have the sales data, we have mm -hmm. the, we've got the codes that track these sales. Yeah. Um, so, so that's, that's easy in terms of, I mean, it takes a lot of time, it takes a lot of effort, it takes a lot of thinking, but we can easily track it. Yeah. Um, but not everything works out that way. Not everything has a code um, that you can follow to that sale. And yeah. so um, finding, finding where those metrics are is, is you're right, that's gonna be the next five years, how we, yeah. how we do that. Do you guys share any metrics with authors? Um, we share, uh, it, it depends on, on how much they wanna know and what they ask us. Um, yeah. So yeah, we'll, we'll let them know like how a campaign did, if we've got the code, um, if we did a, um, a social media campaign, um, like with the cookbooks and the, the photos and the recipes, we'll mm -hmm. let them know how many um, shares and retweets it mm -hmm. got. Um, but uh, sometimes that doesn't uh, translate so well. If you say, oh, it got, um, you know, 60 retweets and five shares, yeah, um, what do they have to compare it to? So we know that that might be a, pretty good campaign maybe it was like the top campaign for the month but what does it mean to them they don't they might not have anything to compare it to so so it's really a case-by-case -case basis do you have so do you have somebody I'm, I'm just really curious because like the sharing of that kind of information seems really smart in many ways but it's also like that's a time-consuming thing to do so do you have somebody who's who's handling that um, we, our, our publicist is, is very hands-on with our authors and, um, I'm, I sort of, uh, uh, wear the, you know, second publicist hat here at Florida. So we, we spend a lot of time communicating with our authors and answering their questions. And yeah. so it is absolutely time consuming. Um, but kind of funneling the questions to, to the publicist and, and myself helps other folks in the department, you know, kind of you know, keep the wheels turning, keep, yeah. keep the things going. So um, it's just about allocating the resources that you have. And yeah. Um, yeah. Um, anything else you want to touch on before we, uh, before we wrap up? Um, we didn't get to your question about what is successful marketing. What do you, what do you think successful marketing is? No, no, no. You get to answer that first. That was my, that was my. <laughs> um, <laughs> <laughs> well, it's it's interesting because I was like, huh, when I saw that, I was like, what what is successful marketing um, nowadays when it's hard to to measure? Because we've been talking about measuring what we do, and so so at what point do you say, okay, this was successful? Um, and so I think it's just um, 
for me at least it's it's you know knowing that you executed a campaign well that the the author saw it that they saw the interest it's getting your brand out and then obviously there's there's all of it, it ties back to sales so are your sales going up did that did that code work did that campaign work um so that's that's kind of where i'm at like figuring out what is success, how do you measure when you've reached success right now i think that's a i think that that measurement thing you know because we have like it has been a theme running through today right so yeah i mean I, a lot of in some ways a lot of what we do is infinitely measurable right like you said we can track the 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 sales uh history really easily we can see how uh, email campaigns did and social media campaigns and whatever we can we can track all of this data and yet in some ways it also isn't necessarily uh directly attributable to sales right particularly if the sales are going third party they're going through a distributor or a wholesaler and we're just like well you know we had all this really good stuff and we saw a sales bump so possibly um but i think yeah i think there's a little bit it's, it's a little bit weird in a way because we're in this metrics analytics data driven uh time and yet there's also a little bit of a gut feel on what a successful marketing campaign was yeah. like you know that really worked like we got buzz we got author excitement we got the rest of the house up on you know in, involved we had campus was excited whatever it may be there's like many different things that, that tie into it but maybe we didn't get you know um 50 above sales ex expectations or something you know maybe we just saw a little bump but it was at the same time hit some of the other goals that you have as a marketing department in terms of brand awareness and, and development and uh, author and partner relations and all these kind of things. So it's a, to me, it's really weird because we're totally going more and more down the really data-driven road that we probably should have done five years ago already, but we're, we're all getting there. Um, and yet there's this, there is this kind of, uh, it's a little bit like the money ball versus old school scouts thing in baseball, right? Like there's still a, there's still an eye test. Did it work? Yeah. You know, that was, <laughs> it worked. It looked good. Um, and then, oh, and by the way, yeah, the numbers look good as well. So it's, yeah, it's kind of like you need a little bit of both going on, I think, to be able to call it successful. But, but what is yeah. bigger than that is hard to say. Yeah. Every book is different as well. Yes. So absolutely. Yeah. Well, fascinating stuff. Thank you for joining us. Um, I think we've given a lot of people a lot of things to think about. Uh, I don't think either of us said anything that's going to come back to haunt us. So that's positive. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, yeah, I really appreciate it. Yeah, thanks for having me on. It was good talking to you. Well, that was Romy Gutierrez, Associate Director and Director of Sales and Marketing at the University Press of Florida. Um, she is, as you heard, really smart and got some great ideas. Um, and as her Twitter uh, handle says, she is mostly human too. So that's uh, a positive. Uh, you can follow Romy uh, on Twitter at Chirps with Romy. That's C-H-I-R-P-S with Romy, R-O-M-I. Um, I'm Martin Beanie, and uh, you can follow me at Martin Beanie, M-A-R-T-Y-N-B-E-E-N-Y, and uh, that was another episode of Sage Marketing. Thanks very much.